Today on Gospel Unscripted. I think we all try to fight our own battles so much. And in the end, we are just the sheep. He goes before us. He is the one with the crook. He's the one that's that's fierce in ways that we don't need to be because he's got it under control. Well, hey, everybody. We're here to encourage you and to pray for you and to read through the Gospels with you. We're here to make connections, observations, and ask questions all in an unscripted manner. And we just really want to pursue the heart of Jesus in, in our conversation and just learn more about God's plan to give you and me and everybody a future and a hope. So let's get started. Jesus, we just thank you for being here with us and just ask for you to illuminate our eyes by your Holy Spirit as we read your word. Just help us to find unity in that. Amen. 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 Let's read <laughs> John 10, 7 through. I would take it all the uh, way through All the 18. way to 21. Yeah, 18. maybe let's go to 21. Let's go through it. Yeah. Okay. I'll read this section. So Jesus again said to them, truly, truly, I say to you, I am the door of the sheep. All who came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not listen to them. I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. He who is a hired hand and not a shepherd, who does not own the sheep, sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep and flees and the wolf snatches them and scatters them. He flees because he is a hired hand and cares nothing for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my own and my own know me just as the father knows me and I know the father and I lay down my life for the sheep and I have other sheep that are not of this fold. I must bring them also and they will listen to my voice. So there will be one flock, one shepherd. For this reason, the father loves me because I lay down my life that I may take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down of my own accord. I have authority to lay it down and I have authority to take it up again. This charge I have received from my father. There was again a division among the Jews because of these words. Many of them said, he has a demon and is insane. Why listen to him? Others said, these are not the words of one who is oppressed by a demon. Can a demon open the eyes of the blind? So this kind of goes with us talking about how, even though this is a new chapter, this is really part of the same conversation from right. the end of nine. And yeah. how, you know, in verse, in verse 21 that she just read, others said, these are not the words of one who was oppressed by a demon. Can a demon open the eyes of the blind? Like, isn't that somewhere in chapter nine where yeah. they say, could someone who he was, has a demon? Yeah, he wouldn't be able to do this. And we talked about how it was possible that that was like, that that could have been like a Pharisee, maybe someone like Nicodemus or, mm -hmm. you know, that they were kind, they were a Pharisee, but they were kind of open to accepting Jesus as who he was saying, but mm -hmm. just that it just feels like a sacred echo. Like if he were a demon, he wouldn't be able to do this. 
I can't find the exact verse I was thinking of in I know what you're talking about though you know what I'm talking about it's all going back to they're trying to discredit Jesus certain people are all about even just mentioning the word demon in conjunction with Jesus name is somehow discrediting him yeah yeah yeah. So Jesus lays it out. I think he is this exclusivity thing again that he's got going on where like in verse eight, all who came before me are thieves and robbers. Like it, all these other people who are saying that they're the Messiah or who are, you know, mm-hmm. building themselves up to be leaders are, they are not the shepherd. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and he follows it up saying everybody else is a fake. <laughs> and yeah. then he goes on to nine saying, if anyone enters by me, he will be saved and he will go in and out and find pasture. I mean, I just think again, I am the way, the truth and the life. No one can mm-hmm. come to the father except through me. I yeah. mean, he's, he is laying all of that groundwork right here. Right. So in the country, the shepherds do have their own uh, sheep pen, but when they are moving places, when they're moving to the city for, you know, for whatever reason, there is like a community sheep pen and all of the shepherds put their, all of their sheep in the same pen. And there's usually like one shepherd that's the door at night. Okay. So he watches all the sheep from, you know, there's different folds. There's a a fold here and a fold here and a fold here, but none of the sheep have tags on them. They only are identified because, you know, when their specific shepherd comes to collect them in the morning, those certain sheep follow only the voice of their shepherd. And so that's how they come out of the community sheep pen and go out. But I think it's interesting how when Jesus calls himself the door, that he he says, you know, I lay down my life for the sheep. And nobody comes through except for me. It's like no thief is going to get to you except through me. So it's like like a wolf is not going to be able to get the sheep because the shepherd is going to protect by his life. That's where he sleeps. He sleeps in the door of the pen, you know? He literally becomes, yeah. (laughs) like literally becomes the door, you know? Yeah. It's just amazing how, like, I think it's like an announcement again. And he's announced it already so many times. Like, look, I am going to die for you and you can get to heaven only through me. This is like another prophetic announcement of Jesus saying, you know, I, I am going to lay down my life. And he says, look at this verse 16. I have other sheep that are not of this fold. I must bring them also, and they will listen to my voice. So there will be one flock, one shepherd. And he's talking to the Jews saying, look, you know, I chose you. You're my flock. Okay. But I have other flocks, the Gentiles, like all other types of different Gentiles. Like I'm calling them all to me. And he's trying to help them understand that, look, it's, it's not just about you guys. It's, it's about mm-hmm. the others too. And, and just, it's about know, us. Yeah. It's about us. That's you know, right. that's what I love about that too. <laughs> you know, I love it when I read scripture and I'm like, oh, he's talking about me. 
He's talking about you. Yeah. He's talking about, you know, yeah. that that these that these words are for us to read. Like that's us. It's for us to yeah. see the specificity of us, even in this discussion with the Pharisees, with the Jews, with you yeah. know, that Jesus came to them, but he never forgot us. You know, oh, we're there too. I, I always think of that when I read John chapter 17, because that's when he's, you know, praying really intensely. Yes. And yeah, I love, I, I always get excited about that. I'm like, oh, I know he's specifically praying for us as well. Not just people then. Wow. When I hear about the flocks, then I think about, you know, let's just take, you know, cause we're mostly in this Kansas city metro area you know, there's churches that are like flocks and, you know, they have their own shepherd. And then when they go into the city, all those, all those little folds come together. They're their own little group of people, but yet verse 16, there will be one flock, you know, we're Hmm. all following Jesus, the one who is the door who lays down his life for Hmm. us. Well, and you know, okay, this is sort of related, not related. I mean, it is, it's all the same scripture, but where he's talking about the hired hand who does not own the sheep, seeing the wolf coming, and then Mm -hmm. the hired hand like takes off, (laughs) you know, he's not about putting his life at risk with a fierce, you know, getting between just even, you know, two dogs, you know, domesticated animals that fight each other. You don't want to get in the middle of a dog fight. Now, Mm -hmm. are you going to get in the middle of a fight between a, a sheep and that's prey and this wolf that's trying to eat it. I mean, the hired hand is not going to do that. You know, when we think of the shepherd, you don't necessarily think that the shepherd is fierce in that way, but this, mm-hmm. this is, it, it takes bravery and it t- takes a certain amount of ferocity to get in the face of the wolf and defeat the wolf and take down the wolf and, or the lion or whatever is in the way that's trying to get to those sheep. So I like that too, that there's strength in that. There's Mm -hmm. strength in this analogy of being the shepherd. I mean, he's kind, he's good, he leads, he calls, and he also defends, you know, that that he will fight for us. I think we all try to fight our own battles so much. And in the end, we are just the sheep, (laughs) you know, we are not to be fighting our own battles that, that he goes before us. He is the one with the crook. He's the one that's that's fierce in ways that we don't need to be because he's got it under control. I mean, once again, this goes back to like the cultural context that, you know, since we like shepherding is not a normal occupation to us, but, um, you know, just kind of to piggyback on what you were saying, Amy, that like protection and sacrifice, that was really like, if you wanted to boil it down, I guess, like the essential role of the shepherd and so Jesus is also saying, I mean, he definitely does that for us, like has protected us in so many ways and sacrificed for us. Well, and I think Jesus in many roundabout ways has been establishing his authority. And then here he actually, mm. the word yeah. authority is actually in this, yes. you know, at verse 18, About I laid down of my own accord, you yeah. know, it was Jesus choice to do these yeah. things. Yeah. I have authority to lay it down and. I have authority to take it up again. You know, there's resurrection. I mean, it is the whole salvation story. And in chapter nine, he even goes up to the guy that he, that he gave his sight to and says, do you believe, do you believe Mm. in the son of man? Like there is this point 
where you, we all have to say, and then he just, it's this exposition of all of the ways that, and, yes. and the, the way that he does specifically save us in hmm. laying down his life for us, the sheep. But then resurrection yeah, is that, there too. I mean, I love that part. And that his death wasn't an accident, that he wasn't like a hopeless victim. Yeah. Like I will lay it down. Like, yeah, it was a, so. a choice. And I, I feel like I had not really noticed this before until, I don't know, the past couple of years, but just noticing how many other, how many times that like they could have stoned Jesus or they tried to run him out of town or we're going to drive him off a cliff. And like his time had not yet come. It wasn't the right time. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know. I, I never really not really noticed that before. So it's, I feel like that just kind of goes with his authority that he allowed things to happen when it was the right time. Well, and it was risky. I mean, his disciples in following him and listening to his voice when he called them, Mm -hmm. I mean, they stepped into a hornet's nest because, I mean, but obviously being with Jesus and learning from Jesus and walking with Jesus outweighed all of that for them. But every step they took was watched so keenly by people in power that had the power to literally kill you, that it it ended up, as we know, in crucifixion. You know, God, he doesn't always call the equipped, but he equips the called. Is that what it is? I mean, that's not scripture, right? That's not necessarily scripture, just a way of looking at that. I think he equipped them and emboldened them and all because they followed, all because they answered that call and followed (laughs) the shepherd that called their name, Yeah, you know? It all goes back to that. You mentioned this before, Amy, about the hired hand. And it makes me think um, about the Jewish leaders back then, but also about anybody that's a religious leader today and how we need to be Mm -hmm. really careful that we are caring for the sheep as Jesus has set an example in this passage. If we're going to be leaders, we lead by the example of Jesus. It says, the hired hand does not own the sheep, sees a wolf coming and leaves the sheep and flees. He flees because he is a hired hand and cares nothing for the sheep. So I just think that, you know, when when we're, um, you know, choosing somebody to follow, uh through, you know, church leadership or through uh, social media or, and, and also, you know, as we are gaining flocks, because, you know, God calls us to, you know, let him disciple us, but also for us to disciple others that we need to lead by his example and love our flock and Lord help us and forgive us for any time that we have sinned by not laying our lives down for the sheep that we've had in our care just something to think about well i really do think it's it's very much about the onus of church leadership Mm -hmm. and and i think about the churches i've been involved with and i think you can tell i mean it is obviously a role of a pastor to shepherd sheep in this way but it's there's so many layers to church leadership is it's your elders it's it's the leaders of ministry areas. It's it's all those things. And that's where I think the call of ministry is really important. 
And are we, are the people that are in ministry called to that or are they just collecting a paycheck? I mean, I, I don't know if we need to put that in there, but it's a consideration. It is. You know? It really I is actually. It. I consider really it when I, when I join a church, like are these people that are, that the Lord is really called to this or mm-hmm. are they doing it just because they're used to always having that right. kind of a job. You and there's know? a lot yeah. of gray in that, you know, it's not yeah. always black and white. There's a lot of gray. So unfortunately, yeah, but, but Jesus takes that. He took his role, obviously very seriously. And I think in scripture, you know, there are different parts of the new Testament that, that lay out requirements for those who are in leadership in the church, very specifically for, for mm-hmm. elders, for deacons, for all those things, because it is so important because they are following Jesus example that he lays out right here of what a shepherd is supposed to be doing. Yeah. So I agree with all that. Let's pray this out. I'll pray. Okay. Lord, thank you for not only speaking to us um, through your word, but through our life circumstances and Lord, by leading us with your small, quiet voice, Lord, by just by comforting us, Lord, with your spirit. Lord, I pray that you would help us to to seek to know you more, to seek to hear your voice, Lord, and um, to quiet the noise in our life that distracts us from you, Lord. And uh, God, I just want to bless you and amen. 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 Amen.